listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. How are you today? I'm doing okay, uh, being sheltered in place here in Joliet. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of something we all have to do. I, I I've read some interesting studies this week. First of all, uh, take all the po- political banter out of it. I'm saying my prayers yeah. every night that this this study they did in France, where they took 40 people, and 20 of them they gave a placebo, and 20 of them they gave a Z-Pack and this malaria drug that they've been talking about. And the 20 with the Z-Pack and the malaria drug all recovered from coronavirus, while the other ones, half of them ended up on respirators. And that I read a story today that a doctor bucked the FDA, gave a guy on his deathbed this malaria drug Z-Pack combination, and within 24 hours, he was sitting up in his bed. So if there's a cure, then everything is going to change real quick again. And I know they got to do testing, and it's going to take a couple of weeks, but I'm I'm hoping, I'm hopeful Based upon the fact, and I'm not reading this in, the, in like, like I'm not reading this from one source. I mean, this is international news right now that there are people that are trying this. This is France is doing this. Iceland tested and they found out that they tested everybody in their country and found out that 50% of the people that have this show no symptoms. So it, it's probably even more widespread than we think that it is. So the cure and a vaccine are the things that you're looking for. And I, I'm trying to latch on any positive news that I can possibly find. That is good to hear. Hopefully, um, it works out more to everybody's benefit, and in a few weeks, we can get that curve to go the other way and eventually uh, kill this thing off. Exactly. That's the most important thing here. Now, the wrestling companies are all trying different things. Let's talk about the big boys first, if you don't mind, because uh, I, I can't go out and watch any local wrestling right now. The big boys are on TV. Yeah. So, we, had, we talked about Friday Night Smackdown on last week's show. And when we recorded and put everything out this time around, Monday Night Raw hadn't happened yet. I was disappointed in the Monday Night Raw thing. It sounded, it started off so promising. And it was for the exact same reason that I said that you have to have your best mic workers do all the work. And because mm-hmm. those are the guys that are going to actually look at the camera and command like the camera. You can't have people up there doing promos and they're looking out to a crowd that isn't actually there. It looks stupid. Edge came out to kick off Raw, and he did exactly what I said that they need to do, and it was awesome. And at the end, The Undertaker did a good job with his thing, but it's obvious that Raw knows there's no way we can fill with content because they put the Royal Rumble in there and and basically used up an hour and 45 minutes of a three-hour show because they know they don't have anything. What was your take on them? Yeah, I mean, I thought they could have done a better job with the whole presentation of the thing, and I'm going to um, take the opportunity to... um, go into AEW Dynamite. And um, on our chat room, Jamie mentions it was smart that they had wrestlers in the crowd. I 100% agree with that. That's exactly what I, was, what I was going to say. Their empty arena show was terrific. They had wrestlers around the ring, like in seats, you know, kind of spread out a little bit. But uh, MJF and Sean Spears were talking and placing gentlemen's bets on various matches. MJF was heckling wrestlers from the crowd. And even some of the wrestling was really, really good, too. 
And we'll get into some of the huge storyline implications of the show in just a minute. But to, to kind of touch back on the empty arena raw, I think it, you know, the, some of the promos were really, really good. And you had Steve Austin there do too with the um, Austin 316 day celebration. That was finally cool that he and Becky Lynch got to do a little beer bash at the end. But yeah, there was definitely something missing from that Raw and even SmackDown later in the week. Um, not having that crowd or even just anybody around the ring to interact with the wrestlers, I think, hurts the product. And I think AEW did it exactly right. You have to innovate at a time like this. And I felt like WWE hasn't innovated enough. AEW, did they, like Cody was perfect. I mean, that, that's the best promo since coronavirus came out and shut down wrestling. The, that opening promo was the, I was captivated in my seat. He is just so good at it. it was, yeah. He's so good. You know what? That doesn't that like make you even angrier? Like, like I know that the like the 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 people that follow wrestling so closely like know how talented Cody Rhodes was, but the idea that WWE didn't see superstar in this guy, and he it, it, like it it aggravates. It's mind numbing. Really is amazing how they let him slip through their fingers because. He goes off and just starts his independent thing and ends up with his AEW thing, and he has proved them wrong, and they should be kicking themselves on a daily basis for screwing that up. The guy was there for like 10 years between developmental and the main roster. I mean, I don't understand. This is one of the biggest misses they've ever had in terms of pushing a guy. This guy has it all. I mean, he, he has the ring work. He's showing that he has the mic work. He's always had the psychology, and now he's actually able to demonstrate that more in matches that aren't limited by a goofy writing staff. I mean, Cody Rhodes is the man, and I will give him so much credit for what he did in WWE, too. He got saddled with so many different characters and so many different silly storylines. At one point, he was dashing Cody Rhodes, doing the grooming tips, showing people how to brush their teeth and stuff like that. And then he had the, the gimmick where he had like the clear plastic mask on because Rey Mysterio broke yeah, his septum yeah. or something like that. I like the Cody stash. The Cody stash was really good. The Cody, the, the porn stash, yes. And then uh, there was also his team with um, Damian Sandow as Rhodes Scholars. I mean, one of the most underrated duos in the history of that company because I thought Damian Sandow too was awesome. And then Sandow went on to do the whole Damian Mizdow gimmick where he mimicked everything the Miz did, which was absolutely hilarious. There's another guy that was there's another guy that was undervalued and I would love to see on 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 AEW because he had so much to offer and the, he was so over with the crowd and WWE just 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 destroyed I mean it didn't make any sense. They've they have squashed so many guys that like come up with something original and it feels like we're going to get to see if anything, you know, want to find the positives that come out of this thing. You're going to see a positive of what happens when the wrestlers are allowed to entertain and, and bring their own personality and contribute to what's going on in comparison to, yeah, they think they can do that. But in the end, Vince and a writer are basically going to change everything that you want to do anyway. And it's going to look yeah. the way that it's looking. You're seeing the difference right now. All the production value in the world can't cover up the fact that you look stale and AEW looks fresh and exciting. And I'm looking forward to Wednesday far more than I, I didn't even watch SmackDown because I'm like, okay, you had two chances to get this right. And you actually seem to backpedal 
Like Friday Night SmackDown a week ago was better than the Monday Night Raw that they just had this past week. And so why mm-hmm. even watch SmackDown? I'm like, this is what it's going to be. It's going to be like four or five wrestlers that are come out with these silly ass promos. They're going to keep showing me stuff I've already watched before. And AEW is doing something. I mean, they, they, they're, they're going to, they, they need the cure to come quickly because AEW is going to start crushing them WCW style in the late nineties. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. Um, with, with Sandow now, uh, you can still see him. He's actually back wrestling again. He's with the NWA now. And this is something that Jonathan Hood brought up a number of weeks ago. They have a Tuesday night YouTube show at 6.05 Eastern time called uh, NWA Power. And he's part of that show as Aaron Stevens. So if you want to check out some good Damien Sandow, he finally seems to find he's, – he's, be, he's being able to find his voice again in NWA. And I would love to see him in AEW doing stuff with Cody again. I think that would be awesome. Those are the guys that AEW has to go after, you know? I mean, we keep talking about like, oh, you got to get this WWE guy when his contract runs up. But, you know, there are guys that are out there in those kind of promotions that have the ability and have been on WWE and were forgotten like Cody. And, and you would think that he would be like, hey, this guy got treated the same way. I should bring him in here, you know? Yep. Speaking of which, perfect segue. We'll go back to Dynamite last week. And there were two huge debuts storyline-wise. We finally know who the Dark Order's Exalted One was. And he came out after a match uh, on that night. And it was Brody Lee. He is the Exalted One. He came out with this... Uh, big hooded thing and um he actually got to talk a little bit which we really didn't get to do much in wwe as part of the wyatt family with bray wyatt he did a great job he looks great um i think it i think Brody lee's gonna do an awesome job there and he he's always very underrated in the ring he did get a run as intercontinental champion a few years ago at one point it was only a few months the guy can really work in the ring and i think now AEW can give him the chance to kind of expand a character a bit more. And I'm very excited about that. Let me ask you a quick question, Mike. The idea of these guys now, I know WWE owns most of the names. Are the guys in AEW using their own name and do they have control over it? Or would they also lose that name if they moved over someplace else? Are they doing the same thing? Do you know? I don't believe they are, actually. And they're letting guys use like names that they had previously on the independence. Brody Lee, for instance was Brody Lee in ROH and in Independence before he got to WWE. So that was the name he was using before he got rechristened as Luke Harper down in NXT. Because the thing is that I noticed that some of the WWE wrestlers, the smart ones, if you're paying a lot of attention, the smart WWE wrestlers are starting to find a way to work in their actual names or find mm-hmm. a way to, to they're, they're trying to make sure that they can make a smooth transition if they decided to leave. And the perfect example of this is Alexa Bliss. Because her real name is Lexi. And yes. now, in promos, Lexi is being used from time to time. You see? I'm, I'm, I've noticed mm-hmm. that. They make sure their Twitter handles are actually their real name when they're doing things. A lot of them have done that, where they've switched mm-hmm. them over because they realize they have to build their own brand if they want to be able to jump at some point and make it easy for themselves. I feel like since these guys, I think they all talk to each other still. I mean, you, you think about it this way, John, John Moxley is, is married to what's her name? The, the, the commentator, Renee, Renee Young, Renee Young, right? 
Okay, so the, 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 there's a little bit of back and forth between these people. They all talk to each other. They're friends with each other outside of the uh, of their own things. I'm sure they're talking on text messages and stuff like that. And I'm sure somebody like John Moxley might be giving advice to a couple of people that he's friendly with over at WWE. Like, hey, when's your contract up? Start changing your name and getting to what you're actually going to do. Because you get away with whatever you can right now. Because you want to build yourself for in case you decide you want to jump, or at least then you'll have a little bit more at the table when you go into negotiations. I kind of see that happening because of AEW, and that's why I want to ask the question, like, can they use their actual names? Do they have control over what they do in AEW? Because it would give them more power to be able to stand up and say, I'm moving on. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people do, would have the right to do that in AEW, and then obviously if they leave AEW, they can use that same name. Like, it, for instance, here's a sad, sad note: uh, the Dudley Boys, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley, when they left WWE, they could not use their names, even though they had them in ECW. And part of, part of the reason for that was they signed some sort of contract basically giving WWE ownership of that name when they jumped from ECW, which is kind of sad because now, obviously, Bubba Ray Dudley is now known as Bully Ray. He was actually known as Brother Ray in Impact Wrestling as well before he went to the Bully Ray character. And Devon was just called, I believe, like Brother Devon or, or something like that. And, yeah, it, it just tells you the, the control that WWE has sometimes over, over contracts, over names, trademarks, copyrights, and stuff like that. I mean, I guess for them, it's it's good business. But at the same time, it, it kind of sucks for some of the wrestlers, too. Yeah, well, it also shows, though, I think, in anything. I mean, you look at Major League Baseball players. It took years for them to start to realize how to protect themselves when it was time to negotiate contracts. That's why something like AEW is so valuable, because the more that it builds itself up as something that can get close to being on par or at least competing nationally with its own television program that comes in the people's houses just like WWE does, that gives the option when you are a star and you are moving up in the independence and you are making a name for yourself. If WWE comes calling and you're like, I want to keep my name or I want to do this. And they're like, no, you got to sign this over. You go, no, because I mean, it's going to take a few people to say no. Right. I mean, you got it. And there's a few people that have that kind of power. Like on your top 10 list that you gave a few weeks ago, and you can go back and find that episode anywhere podcasts can be found and at WindyCitySlam.com, you can go back and find it, the top 10 wrestlers in Chicagoland right now. And the ones up at the top of that list, they have the ability. I mean, Tessa Blanchard could look at WWE and be like, nah, this is what my name is. We don't want you otherwise. All right, cool. I'll just hang out until somebody wants me. Yeah. And I think WWE is actually using more of the names now from for people over the last few years that enter NXT or even into the WWE main roster, they're actually using the names that they got to know themselves under more and more. I don't know if it's more of a, a Hunter thing, a Triple H thing, or maybe Vince is relaxed on that a little bit. I mean, some, I mean, at one point, I think they're finally realizing, yeah, there's wrestling outside WWE in the United States. They're not just international, independent workers. These guys actually do have names, but obviously they kind of still kind of twist and mold them into a WWE style character. Well, I can't imagine AJ Styles when he came in a few years ago saying, yeah, you can have my name. So if I leave, I'll be like Bully Ray. I'm going to have to call myself, uh, you know, uh, JJ Styles. You know, I mean, like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine him doing that, right? No, but I think he's okay, though, if he ever were to leave. But the sounds of it now, he's just going to, but this, this is wrestling, things always change. But the sounds of it right now, 
is AJ Styles is probably going to play out the screen, finish out his WWE career, and then over the next couple of years, and then retire because he's got a bunch of fairly young children. Some children starting to hit. I think enter high school now too. So I think maybe he would like to spend a little bit more time at home. And obviously with WWE schedule, it's a little crazy. What do you think about that, uh, that storyline right now with him and the undertaker? I find it really interesting that they dragged in like real life behind the, they've never done that really with him. He's calling him by his real name. He's bringing up the fact that Michelle McCool is his wife. Uh, Mm -hmm. Undertaker comes out and he doesn't do the whole like dead man thing in his entrance. He just walks out angry. Like, is this, I can't imagine he wants to reinvent himself again. That like it almost feels like he's like I hate saying it because we've been fooled so many times, but this could be like the perfect way to swan song out, you know? Like mm-hmm. be a human at the end. Like maybe that's how he wants to do it. Maybe he's like, yeah. you know what? This is how I want to end it. And WWE programming has done such a big deal of trying to show that he's been in this for so long. And maybe he shouldn't have been in it as long as he has been. And they've even they've even done it on some of their retrospectives where people are sitting there and it's been suggested. I feel like this has been a slow build, what they've been doing on WWE Network to kind of get that you in that mindset of why hasn't this guy retired yet? And now AJ Styles goes with that as the storyline. And he had to be he had to be OK with it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done it. So you've unmasked the dead man for the first time. It's since, I mean, if, unless you want to count when he was riding it on a motorcycle in the late nineties, yeah, but, but I mean, couple, you, you really, have, run, yeah, yeah, but he was still called taker at that point. Right. I mean, like now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now what we're doing here is we've, we've really kind of pulled back the character really completely for the first time and made him a human being who has a wife who, you know, isn't like somebody who's actually supernatural. Like they're going with this storyline. It makes me feel like this would be a way that you would say, all right, I'm done now at the end. Yeah. I mean, he did have that brief run. It was maybe a couple of years. He was American badass. We came on the motorcycle, like you said. And then he was like big evil for a little bit before he kind of morphed back into, you know, old spooky classic Undertaker. Right. But yeah, there was a storyline where Diamond Dallas Page went during the WCW invasion back in 2001, came in and uh, uh, started messing around with Undertaker's uh, previous wife, uh, Sarah. So there was precedence for this. But it's, it's very, very rare. So to see them going back to it maybe 18, 19 years later is actually kind of a refreshing change as well. Yes, definitely. There was one more thing from Dynamite we got to touch upon. All right. And speaking of expiring contracts, Matt Hardy is now part of the AEW roster. I love it. He showed up at the end of Dynamite. Um, there was this uh, six-man match, three-on-three, three, the elite against three members of the inner circle. And after that match ended... Uh, Matt Hardy was up in the little rafter there at Daly's place. And uh, actually, well, but before that, his little drone came down, Vanguard 1. It's just, it's just something that he used both at Impact Wrestling and briefly in WWE as part of his Broken Matt character or Woken Matt in WWE. But yeah, it was really cool how they had the debut. He kind of came out, and it, it seems like he's going to be leaning to help the elite, um, like Cody Rhodes and Hangman Page. Kenny Omega and Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks because Nick Jackson is uh, has been written out of the story with an injury. I'm not sure if it's a legit injury or something else they kind of covered up. But yeah, they're going to be doing a match called Blood and Guts. It was originally supposed to be scheduled for this week, but I believe AEW is delaying it until they 
have a crowd they can put it in front of because it's like a war game style match. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be the five, five members of the elite against uh, the whole five members of the inner circle, which I think will be really, really awesome. But Matt Hardy in AEW is a big deal. I think they're going to do a great job with him as well. Nice. I like that. I, 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 I thought um, WWE, I get when they brought the Hardys back, they brought them back as the Hardy boys. I, I thought that, I, I thought that was great. All right. That was very cool. And, yes. but, and, and that moment of WrestleMania was awesome. But then I feel like they missed the boat by not letting him do his thing. Because that, like I said, like we said earlier in the show, you know, wrestlers come up with good ideas. And then Vince and a couple of writers will sit there and say, yeah, let's change this. And, and that's why you're seeing a difference right now and how both companies yeah. are handling no crowds inside the arena. It's really amazing. Yeah. What's going on locally here? Is there, like, give me some updates. Like what's going on at the local scene? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, Basically, unfortunately, not a whole lot in terms of live action is yeah, going on because get obviously the, the governor's order of shelter in place uh, basically shut down any and all shows, whether yeah. it's with a crowd or even without a crowd. Yeah, wrestling, wrestling's not a, wrestling's not essential, obviously. Yeah. So. Yes, unfortunately, uh, for us it is, but uh, for mo- for the real world, I guess it's not. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um, some local promotions we're actually going to try an empty arena show and stream it over the internet. Freelance wrestling in particular was going to try to do like a, a, a telethon style show on independentwrestling.tv last Saturday night. They're all ready to go. They're going to do the show at the Pro Wrestling Tees Warehouse, which is now the home of the, the new home of the Freelance Wrestling Academy, which is run by a wonderful guy named Matt Nix. And then Bryce Benjamin and Isaiah Velasquez are great trainers there as well. We will definitely talk more about that in the future. In fact, there may be a feature story coming from WindyCitySlam.com in the coming weeks once some of this stuff kind of dissipates with the virus. But, yeah, I thought it was amazing that they're going to try to do this. They're going to try to entertain the fans and, and fill that void, one. And, two, they're going to try to help the wrestlers who are losing their paydays. I thought it was twofold really, really cool. And then Mustafa Ali, who we know in WWE, is a Chicago native. He's an awesome, awesome guy. He actually came through and pledged to cover the pay for the wrestlers for the event, even when the event was still supposedly going to go on. He just he, he came out on Twitter, said, I'm going to pay for the wrestlers, and then whatever other support anybody can give would be great. And then even after the show was canceled, Ali said, remained steadfast and said, I'm still going to pay these guys because they're, they're independent guys, they're working hard, and they deserve it. And here's the thing. I've seen people complain about, oh, why are wrestlers crying for money because they're not working? Well, most of these independent guys in Chicago, I'll tell you right now, Chris, they actually, for the most part, have real nine to five jobs, too. And a lot of those have been knocked off because of this whole virus thing. So they, they might not be making any money at all from anything. Right. So, yeah, it, it's a real, real concern. We're going to learn something about ourselves as human beings throughout this entire thing. I mean, I think this will change people for forever on how they view the world. And what we're running into right now are people that are still stuck in what they thought the world was because of how they lived. And I'll give a perfect example. My mother and father both worked for government, so they had pensions, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they had a completely different way that they moved through the workforce. The way that they got promoted was completely different. They didn't have negotiations with people. Then I went off on the radio, and all I had ever learned was that. And I went off on the radio, and I had to learn that I had to sit at a negotiating table and negotiate every contract I did on a yearly basis. 
I had to be strong enough to tell somebody one time I was going to put all my stuff in the car and leave. And they're like, really? I'm like, yep. If you don't give me this, this was my last day on the air. I mean, I've had to do that before and hold firm and it's a completely different skill. And I've had conversations with them and it's something they kind of had to learn about when they talked to me just as much as the way that they did things. I always laughed at them like, you guys have security. Not everybody's got that. And I think what's happening now is you have a lot of people that are looking around going, really? You lost your job because I get to work from home. And you don't realize that some people, they can't do that. Or they, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, you know, everybody's living situation is different. We're all different points in our lives. Yes. I mean, there, there, there are plenty of times that I've been out with friends and there was a point when we had had two kids. We had both lost our jobs back in 2008. Erica hadn't worked my wife in over a year and I got a job. So I've got a job and we're doing things and every once in a while we go out with friends. Right. But I wasn't buying like the top shelf stuff. And, and, and like, you could see like some people, like I was still paying my share, but I wasn't going to get like, you know, start spending on everything because we were on a tight budget. People don't realize though sometimes because they're not paying attention that like maybe the guy on the other side of the table from you who you think's living the same life as you is not. They're not anywhere. Yes. You're nowhere close to what's going on with them. And I think that the, the the worst place for you to be right now, and I hate saying it because you're going to follow stuff about Windy City Slam on these things, but Twitter, oh my God, Twitter is like the worst spot to be at this point. Like, if you look at what's trending in Twitter, like all 10 trends, you go into it and you just see people just being mean to each other. It's like, geez, we're all going through this. Like, calm down. And and you're yeah. seeing it a little bit on Facebook, but it's getting a little bit better because I, I don't know why, but it seems like like it's a little bit more tempered, but it's still there. You don't even want to turn on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC. Like, I don't even want to watch the news right now because it's just like there's anger and there's attacks and people are getting all fired. Do we really need that when we're going through the stress that we're going through right now? And, and that's, that's why we're still doing the show that we're doing. That's why we're offering it now from now on. If you want to listen to it live, you can listen to it. We're going to record on Mondays at noon and then we're going to get the show out probably still it'll come out Tuesday morning what we recorded but you could join in and you can call and you could talk with us about wrestling because I'd rather have good conversations and not sit around and worry 24 hours a day and I, I've, I've thrown myself in the podcasting is what I've done to make myself feel a little bit better so a reverend slick or a reverend Devon and say amen <laughs> and on a live chat on Podbean, Jamie also uh, chimes in and says I hope somehow a multiple promotion show can be put on after all this as a fundraiser, maybe at the Bridgeview Stadium. I think that's a terrific idea. And I would love to see some of the local companies come in and, and do this, you know, to raise funds for the, the guys themselves. And then maybe even funds for like um, people who are suffering from the disease as well. I think that would be really, really cool. We have a lot of. I think um, we should get into promotion, Mike. How hard is this? Promo- how hard is this promoting thing, Mike? Let's let's maybe we should promote a match. Maybe we should do it. Maybe we should do a Whitney City not as Slam easy match. As you think. Huh? No, it's not easy. Not as easy as you think. No. Okay. Well, let's let's get one of these promoters that we know, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll combine with them. We'll do like a windy when when everything goes back to normal. We'll do like a fundraising Windy City Slam podcast match. What do you think? That'd be interesting. We get good seats because, like you know, we be <laughs> we be helping throw it, so that'd be a cool thing. <laughs> yeah, we have to get some partners that'd be willing to help us out. We got, yeah, we'll find some but... people. We've had a few people out already. We'll get the guy from. Uh, from yeah, we, we've we talked to so many people so far. I'm sure we can find somebody to get in on this. This would be a great idea. We'll have to figure that out down the line. Um, with the whole pandemic going on, and there are some wrestlers that have even taken on new and temporary jobs. And a guy who I've mentioned on the podcast many times before, Sam Adonis, who's the guy who comes into town through warrior wrestling 
He's based in Pittsburgh. He has his own promotion that he runs in Pittsburgh as well. Obviously, he can't do that. He can't do his traveling that he does to his shows. So on Twitter the other day, he posted a picture of himself driving an Amazon delivery vehicle. So, yeah, he's even had to find something for himself during this whole Good for you, Sam. Just go run up and throw him on the porch and run away. Don't get sick, okay? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be careful, my friend, if you're listening. Yeah, definitely. And it also... One other thing, too, with this whole empty arena thing, there was a company that ran a show that not in the Chicago area, but it happened over the weekend. It's a company called Game Changer Wrestling, who they've who has run Chicago before. They had an event, and in particular, you know, there was no crowd, obviously, and they streamed it over, I believe, also independentwrestling.tv. In particular, there was a social distancing match between Joy Janela of AEW and against some guy named Jimmy Lloyd. So basically, there's a video out there on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. They're showing them performing the moves, quote, on each other, air quotes, and they don't really touch each other. They don't come super close. They're doing, like, flips around, and, like, the one guy would kick, the other guy would, like, go down, even though it was, like, three or four feet away. And then at one point, Janela uses, like, a, a Clorox um, sanitizing wipe to wiped down a steel chair before he whips it at his opponent. So I, I just thought it was pretty funny yeah. and kind of offered a nice little laugh during this time. I, I would like <laughs> to see more backstage stuff happening. If WWE has the ability to do that, because they're not going to be, I, otherwise they're going to look like straight ripoff if they start putting wrestlers in the crowd after AEW did it. But I mean, like, maybe some backstage stuff that they'll have to do or get, get more into the soap opera thing. They're going to run out of classic matches to, to show. Like, yeah. like why, subscribe the w- why even subscribe to WWE Network if they're going to give it to me for free on Mondays and Fridays? Like, <laughs> yeah, ESPN is actually replaying some WrestleManias. Too. I know they did WrestleMania 30. That was a great WrestleMania that they re- they re-showed. But I, I mean, like to the to the point, I I think that the the wrestling industry is going to deal with the same thing that hey, I'm dealing with it too. I can see it in podcast numbers. Like people lives have changed and people are doing things differently. So people listen at different times or they've got, you know, they only used to listen in their commute. And since they're not commuting, they're not listening right now. And then they catch up at a later date. WWE network. I had, I had my subscription ran out because my, I have to change the credit card. I guess one of them expired, the one that was on there. Oh, and I got a thing okay. that was expired and I went to click on it last night. And they're like, all you have to do is hit this button. And we'll keep charging you nine 99. And I was like, yeah, but what's on here right now? That I want to watch. Like I actually had, I I didn't sign up last night. I was like, well, let's see, because I, I mean, I'm doing so many other things right now, I'm, you know, and so they're going to run into that exact same thing. They start giving away what they're charging nine ninety nine a month for because they can't find programming on all these shows. It'll hit them the other way too. They've got, they've got a conundrum yeah. that they, be careful. they yeah. have a conundrum. They got to figure out and Vince has to get out of his own way and start asking for some advice. I'll tell you a real quick WWE network plug though. Untold the story of Rod Zilla. Dennis Rodman's uh, time in WCW was covered in about a half-hour show. They interviewed Rodman. He's on there. Hulk Hogan, DDP. Really fun watch. Check it out on the WWE Network. Untold with Dennis Rodman. That might be worth $9.99. My friend, you stay, you stay well. We will talk next week. Remember, Windy City Slam is now going to record on the Podbean app. It's very, very easy to get the Podbean app. All you have to do is go into your app store and search Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, just as it sounds, and download the Podbean app for free, and sign up for the Podbean app for free, and find Windy City Slam on the Podbean app. And not only can you listen to the podcast all the time, but you'll get notified when we're live. 
You'll get notified when the show comes out. You'll get, you'll be able to go into the room and chat with Mike and myself while we record the show. So it's a completely new thing that you're going to be able to do. Otherwise, you can listen to the podcast the way that you normally listen to it on any podcast player that's out there and always over at WindyCitySlam.com. My friends, stay well. I will talk to you next week. Thank you, Chris. Have a good one. Just screaming because my name is